Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the conservative Christian purge. I'll say that again. The conservative Christian purge. Now, if you're one that thinks that there is going to be a time where Jesus returns in the clouds before any of the trouble comes and pulls you up off of the earth so you don't have to go through any testing, well, it's just not accurate. You should get my book that will explain that. Matter of fact, I got two different books on that. Uh, go to prophecyclub.com. It'll tell you about it. But anyway, the conservative Christian purge. And I'm about to show you my opinion. You remember, I memorized the book of Revelation. This is, in my opinion, the scariest verse in the book of Revelation. I'm about to show you. I'm about to explain that to you. And we're going to be talking about the conservative purge. Because the truth is, when the beast is released upon the earth, not immediately, but definitely by the time the middle of the tribulation reaches here, and absolutely positively about four, five, six months before Jesus returns, it is the worst time on earth. And he commands everybody who has the mark of the beast, which unfortunately at that time is going to be pretty much everybody, to go out and kill all of the people that don't have the mark of the beast. You think I'm kidding? I'll show you in the scriptures. First of all, in order to know when this happens, we need to know it's not going to happen until the tribulation starts. However, I do think that the masks and the anti-V are all part of it. They are steps in that direction. So let me explain so you'll understand. And I'm about to show you a brand new dream. Just got an email the other day. And I think it's of God. And I think it's very, very powerful. Revelation 13.1. I stood upon the sand of the sea. Now, that means that John is looking at the people because the sea is the people. And I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. That's a world government rise up out of the people. Having seven heads and ten horns. That's seven heads representing the seven continents that they divide into ten global regions. I also think that is, as it is a parallel in the land, it is also a parallel in the people. In other words, I believe there are actually ten families that the devil has chosen to be his people that are the heads of those ten global regions. I'll explain. And upon his horns, ten crowns, meaning each one of those ten global regions has a ruler, probably royalty. Many of the royalty today are, in fact, involved in that. And it means that each one of those global regions has a ruler. And upon his head is the name of blasphemy. Mean means that these people, many of them kings and queens, openly blaspheme God and worship Lucifer. On to the next verse. Verse 2. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard. His feet were as the feet of a bear. That would be the leopard or the Muslims. And the feet of a bear, that would be Russia. And his mouth is the mouth of a lion. That would be England. And the dragon, or the devil, gave his power, his seat, and great authority. Now, sometimes we read past words, but one of the advantages that I have having memorized the book of Revelation is when I had to memorize those words, they got in my heart, they got in my spirit. And I see things on those words that I never saw before. One of the things is that word seat. What does that mean? In other words, he made them rulers over this world. When Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, that was given to Lucifer. Remember when he took Jesus up to the pinnacle? These are my kingdom, and I can give them whomever I please. So in this case, he gives his son, the devil, 
or the Antichrist or the beast, control of the world. And so what he does is he gives this world government power and his seat and great authority. So the world government is now formed as we go along here. I saw one of his heads. Now, that does not mean that the Antichrist is going to be wounded in the head. That's a misunderstanding. It's saying that one of those ten families, the leader of that family, one of those ten global regional rulers, one of them will be wounded. Matter of fact, it doesn't even say that he's shot. Probably he's going to be wounded like with a sword. One of his heads were wounded to death. Now, the question is whether he actually dies or not. In my opinion, I think he will actually die because he is portraying himself to be Jesus, you see. Since Jesus died for three days, he will either appear or he will actually die for three days and then come back to life. And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Now, you see that word, wonder? That's another important word. It means awestruck. It means that they are taken by this guy. One of the other people, which I think we might have time to read his dream, said that his words caught him. Kind of like Hitler. His words catch you. And I'm going to say that the Bible teaches that if a person hasn't already received Jesus, by the time they see and hear the Antichrist, they probably will not receive him. Let me, the chances go up very difficult because this guy is going to be good looking. Sounding good. He's going to have an ever answer. He is going to be a consummate man's man and a consummate woman's man. Everybody's going to like this guy. And they worship the dragon, which gave power to the beast. And they worship the beast, who is saying, who's like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? The thing that thrusts him onto the world scene is when he comes back to life. Okay, that does kind of get people's attention. Now, everybody except somebody can come back from the life as God, except for Jesus. <laughs> they can't seem to see, okay, he came back from the dead. Uh, the Bible proves that lots of different ways. Even uh, secular writers prove that, but they can't seem to see it. But this guy, they'll see it in him. And there was given him, now look at this, there was given him uh, a mouth. This is the scariest verse. In my opinion, this is the scariest verse. Because this guy is going to have such powerful words, such a powerful orator, that once a person sees and hears him, they're, they're probably sunk. At that point, it's going to be very difficult. Of course, God can do anything. Very difficult for them to receive Jesus. A mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. He is good. I mean, look, look at what it says. It says that God gives him this mouth. Why? Because they had not come to the knowledge of the truth. So God sends them a lie so that they will believe the lie and be damned. This is the lie. The lie is the beast. A mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. Power is given him to continue 42 months. How long is that? That's three and a half years. Meaning, God gives him the power and the authority and actually places him in the position to be a stumbling block to everybody that hadn't already received Jesus. Look, you, I sent my only son. He died on the cross. You can't see that. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to send you what you really want. I'm going to send you a, a, a good-looking hunk. Okay, I'm going to send you a handsome man that is going to be speaking wonderful words, exactly what you really expect in a world leader, but he's all flesh and he's all devil, because you wouldn't receive the real one. I'm going to send you a false one. This is a scary verse. This guy is going to be, he's going to have a mouth. that I, I don't even think Hitler could come close to this guy. He is going to deceive. He is the deception. Now, let's look at it 
in context here. So we read, they opened his mouth and blasphemy. However, look at it in the next verse. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and overcome them. Now, he just said he was given a mouth. Yeah, I think he does send out his missiles, Daniel 7 says. So there is a war. There's no question. But the big war is for the heart. The big war is with words. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and overcome them. And power is given him over who? All kindreds, tongues, and nations. And he wins. Look what it says. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, except those people whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That means just about everybody. You look around you today, and just about everybody around you is going to take that mark. Just about everybody around us, even across America, most people will take that mark. Oh, not me. What, did you wear the mask? Did you take the anti-V? Hmm. Well, you, you're, you're a very good candidate then to take the mark. The only ones that are going to resist it are those people that have Re- Revelation chapter 13, that understand and believe about the mark of the beast. Other than that, it sounded like a good idea. Now, here's the second scariest verse. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity should go into captivity. Means, if you turn people over to the new world, or you turn people over to the beast, you're going to be turned over to the beast. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. What? It means that when those people that have the mark of the beast come after you because you do not have the mark of the beast, you're not supposed to kill them. What? Wait a minute. What if I live in Texas? I'll pull up my shooting under. Wait a minute. That's not what it says. That's the plan. The plan is for Jesus to bless his people. Look at John. You look, you look at the, the apostles. You look at the great men of the, that served Jesus. Most of them gave their life for him. But in eternity, they will really be blessed. Now, in the world, we think patience is holding your mouth. Maybe not revving your engine at the light. I just saw some guy revving his engine at the light the other day, trying to make the light change. Okay, so that's not very good patience. But in the in Revelation, the word patience means don't quit Jesus. So the whole point before I get to this next dream is you better know and understand that there is a test coming. All of the prophecies say that. Both in the Bible and outside of the Bible, there's a big test coming. Sorry, there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture, mid-trib, pre-rapture. No one is being sucked into the air to get to, uh, to avoid anything. Now, there are some that are ready, but I'm going to say most of those are already dead anyway, that could go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But no one gets to get pulled in the air, so they don't have to avoid their testing. Everybody got to go through the test, okay? Because that's what he's going to do. He's going to find out what we're made of. Now, the new dream. This comes to us from Lance Woods, not a prophet. Just regular, regular guy like the rest of us. This is what I'm starting to see. Uh, you know, the Bible says in the last days, God shall pour out his spirit on all flesh. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Here it is. I'm starting to see people that are not prophets, people that have never had a dream from God, but they're getting a dream. And yet this guy's dream lines up with this guy's dream, lines up with this guy's dream, lines up with this guy. And you can't say. They're not from God. Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. <laughs> As I'm going to read this, you're going to say, whoop, uh, yeah, I have heard that before. Soldiers were coming through my neighborhood. Many homes had been vacated for a long time. The soldiers were rounding up people that remained. Those who didn't get on the truck without incident or tried to run were simply shot and killed immediately. 
Bodies were left where they fell. I woke up to screaming and bullhorns. I looked out my window and saw the soldiers hitting one home at a time. I woke my 17-year-old daughter and her friend. We snuck out of the house being very quiet, staying downwind, downwind, as the soldiers had super hearing, super smell, and could see in the dark without night vision. Wait a minute. Is that true? Remember the scripture that says, In those days shall men seek death and shall not find it? And shall desire to die and death shall flee, flee from them? Remember the soul of the scripture where it says they'll fall on a sword and not be wounded? Remember the scripture that says they'll be able to run and jump on top of a house like in a, a single bound? It's not exactly that words, but in so many words what it says. Let's go on. Staying downwind, the soldiers had super hearing, super smell, and could see in the dark without night vision. No reasoning, emotional or empathy. They were programmed, following their orders. Many people shot the soldiers, but to no effect. They healed instantly. Wait a minute. <laughs> isn't that what Hulk has told us? Isn't that what Superman? And isn't that what Spider-Man can do? I mean, a lot of the superheroes, isn't that what they've told us through the... Let's go on. Many people shot the soldiers, but to no effect. They healed instantly right before our eyes. The only way to kill them was a headshot with a high-caliber rifle. We could not talk or make any noise while we made our way down the embankment. I'll read that again. I'm about to read another one saying pretty much the same thing. Headshot with a high-caliber rifle. We could not talk or make any noise while we made our way down the embankment to the river. We wanted to get into the water to help mask our smell. Mask our smell? Do you think... We can escape these kind of people. I think it's time for us to all get ready to meet Jesus. I slipped down the embankment, making noise, and cut my shin. I remember the sound of the leaves crackling and the smell in the dirt as I slid down the embankment. The girls looked at me in fear, knowing a soldier heard the noise. They quietly slid into the water. I froze, hiding behind a tree as one soldier came listening and sniffing. Investigating the noise, he was about six and a half or seven foot tall with muscles like a weightlifter and covered in a metallic battle armor, kind of overlapping like an armadillo. His eyes were red. His face had a beastly humanoid appearance. Hmm, isn't that kind of what we've been talking about? He scanned the area. I was ready to shoot to protect my daughter. I knew the shot would draw the other soldiers and I would be dead, but... My thought was my daughter would be able to live. The soldier turned and walked away. Now, let's go to another one saying much of the same thing. Vision given to David Phillips, called uh, to kill Christians as unbelievers. He says, please understand I'm sharing this to the best of my memory as it was a relatively new believer in Jesus at the time. I'd never experienced anything like this before. This was an open vision while I was awake. I was in a church, Catholic at the time. During the service, we called everybody to stand. When I stood up, a vision immediately began, and the vision I saw looked like a movie screen directly in front of me. From left to right sides, the screen expanded at the same time to what looked like forever. Also, the top and bottom of the movie screen expanded to what looked like forever. I was no longer thinking about church service. I saw, or was thinking about, was in the vision that was in front of me as it was played. The vision that I saw was of a new pope. The Pope, by the way, I've heard, have not confirmed it yet, 
But some of the articles have been sent to me saying the current Pope, um, not alive. What they're saying, I hadn't been confirmed yet, but I think it's very interesting. This is the only guy that saw a new Pope. The vision I saw was of a new Pope. This Pope I saw standing in front of the great masses of people in Italy and the Vatican. He was high, so high he could speak to the people directly. There was great excitement in the crowd because of this Pope, because a papacy had finally returned to Italy. He looked younger than past Popes, not frail. He was maybe in his 30s or 40s with dark hair and dark facial hair. Hmm, I bet you really good looking. Matter of fact, Maurice Scalar and Ken Peters both said he was the best looking, the most handsome man. One of them called him beautiful. Most handsome man they'd ever seen. Key point. He says, what greatly troubled me were the words he was shouting. His words were not of love and kindness as with past popes. He was threatening and attacking the Protestants, shouting the true church must rise up and unite against the Protestants. He was shouting that the Protestants are not true believers, but rather unbelievers. The crowd was shouting with rage and hatred in support of him and his words. He said the penalty, listen, listen, the penalty for them, listen, the penalty of them must be death. I'll read it again. He said the penalty for them, the unbelievers, that's us, the penalty for them must be death. Now, now let me just say, I don't think this is an attack on my Catholic brothers and sisters that love Jesus. I think that the Catholic Church gets hijacked by this guy. Now, I'm not saying Catholic Church is perfect. And by the way, I'm not saying our church is perfect. As a matter of fact, there's not a perfect church. So if you're looking to beat up on the Catholic Church, you're not going to find it here. Matter of fact, a long time ago when Prophecy Club started, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, if they carry my name, don't attack them. I'm quite capable of correcting my own. And I can attest to that. <laughs> he is quite capable of correcting his own. He doesn't need my help or yours. He said the penalty for them must be death. The people were in complete agreement with this. They had been called to action, and the entire world would now rise up in power to kill Protestants in all nations. I'll read it a third time. He said the penalty for them must be death. The people were in complete agreement with this. They had been called to action, and the entire world would now rise up in power to kill Protestants in all nations. The words he spoke were so frightening that I cannot explain how mere words can be so powerful in developing a reaction in you. It was like unlike anything I'd ever witnessed before. That's what Ken Peters said. He said, his words caught me. Somehow, I knew in my heart that he was talking about killing us, the true believers, who are far fewer in number. I knew that what he was saying was the opposite of the truth, but the people believed him. I thought, but we are the true believers. Life on earth had changed forever. I thought, we will now be hunted and killed for our faith around the world. We will now be hunted and killed for our faith around the world. We will now be hunted. Are you watching? We will now be hunted and killed for our faith around the world. He said, I'm not ready for this. All of a sudden, the screens came in. The vision ended. I was standing back in church, sweating from the vision. I didn't know how long that vision lasted. I was so thankful that it was back in church because persecution of the true believers had not yet started. At this time, Pope John Paul II was still alive. I was made to know that our only option is to run and hide. Only option is to run and hide. We can't kill them. But they will discover that when all the world has turned to the beast, there is nowhere. They will find you. 
Our only hope, our only hope is to trust in Jesus with our death. Jeremiah and Isaiah were shown believers are hiding in the days just before the return of Jesus. Jeremiah sixteen sixteen, Behold, I will send many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain, from every hill, and out of the holes of the rocks. But we're not going to be afraid because we've already given our heart to Jesus. We've given our life to Jesus. We trust him with our eternity. We trust him with our now life. And we're going to trust him in our death. He understands exactly the right time. Our heart stops beating and we are in his hands. Amen. Now, I want to point out something in this dream. Yes, I read this recently. The specialist dream, Dana Coverstone. It fits with what we're saying. All of this, these are not these are not prophecies. You have to understand. These are guaranteed to come to pass if we don't pray or if we don't repent. They are the present future. But a lot of times, just like if someone says, look, you know, your tires, they are bald, man. I mean, you know, you might make it the store, but you need to get new tires. Okay, that's a warning. Uh, here, let, let me give you an example. So this is about a year and a half ago. It was a summer, nice summer day. Leslie was supposed to drive about three hours down the, the interstate. Don't remember for why, but I do remember she drove, or she drove off, and then she drove back up just around the block. She'd forgotten something. And she came in and she said, will you please take that box and put it in my trunk? So I walked out, opened the, actually the trunk was already open. And I walked around there and, and I looked down and it was, it was faster than blink of an eye, but I saw a vision. I saw a vision of her trunk all messed up. And in that instant, I was made to know that she's about to have an accident. But as I walked over to the trunk, it wasn't all messed up. There was a perfect hole. That box fit in there perfectly. By that time, Leslie's walking out. And I said, we have to pray. So we held hands right there. We prayed that the Lord put his angels right about her and protect her from all harm and evil in Jesus' name. About an hour later, she calls me, upset. She's crying. She says, let me tell you what happened. This maniac just drove by me at going 90 miles an hour. and He hit some kind of debris in the road and some kind of a spike flew up or something. And it hit my left quarter panel, put a scratch down my left side and also put a hole in my back left quarter panel and a couple of thousand dollars repair. I said, well, how are you? How are you? She said, I'm fine. She said, but I have to tell you, I saw that spike. It was heading right toward me to go right through the windshield. And she says, all of a sudden, it changed direction to hit the car. See, what these are is there's a spike heading right toward us, toward us personally, toward our family, toward our businesses, and toward our nation. But brothers and sisters, if we will pray, if we will fast and pray, we've got to put on a full arm of God, we've got to plead the blood of Jesus, put the angels around about us. But then we say, look, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not the flesh. Okay, They're mighty through God. They're pulling down the strongholds. Our power is on our knees. A fasted Christian on their knees, we have more power than the devil. Jesus gave us power over all the serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt us. These are warnings. These are warnings, which, by the way, we pray away. So I'm, I'm calling you to pray too. Let's go on, though. Now, September 23, 2021, I've already read it, so I'm going to go through it quickly. The dream began with me in a doctor's office, a local clinic. I was informed of the level of pneumonia I had, and time would come that I would be completely healed from it. The doctor then informed me that a specialist would be in to see me in a few moments, that I should watch the medical information running across the TV screen. The room darkened. 
Then I began to see this. Avoid those people that don't have the anti-V. These people are dangerous. Please inform authorities of all sightings. Then the screen showed a group of about eight people running along a ditch near a field of corn that had not been harvested. They carried backpacks and several large brown tarps, obviously to cover the body heat. The sun was setting. They had two scouts closely watching ahead of them and the two scouts behind them. When lights appeared on the road in either direction, they quickly ran into the field about 30 feet and covered themselves with a tarp and laid extremely still and quiet. Why? Because they're searching with audio and heat signatures. No movement. No noise was made until the vehicle was well behind them. It was a coordinated effort among the people, including children and dogs. As the threat passed, the people emerged. They ran straight ahead until they came to a T in the road, scouts on the other side of the road, near the railroad track, flashlights telling them it was clear to cross. They ran quickly. Once they reached the ditch, a light blinked from the window of the garage of the home. By now it was dark, but the scouts started quietly moving a few people at a time. They had to lay as flat on the ground as possible. The group crawled through the window, and just as it closed, helicopters with searchlights appeared overhead, meaning they were really searching. They'd already found them by satellite. Those helicopters were just there, set to round them up. Man, something else just reminds I remember there was another person that had a dream back in the Y2K days. and said they saw helicopters, they saw airplanes flying overhead that had infrared and able to spot people that thought they were hiding out in the cornfields and the, the woods and things like that, and they were finding them. <laughs> this, my brother and sister, you better believe this, Mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. The scene changed to an EMS alert. The signal blared loud, the reporter saying, Martial law has been declared. Everyone caught outside after 7 p.m. would be arrested and taken to the local, can't say that word, for processing, and fined up to $10,000, which is already happening in Australia. Don't think it can't come here. Then the reporter kept saying, You see something? Say something. Safeguard your community from these dangerous assailants. Do your country proud. Turn them in. I'm, I'm telling you, the Christian purge, <laughs> it's in the early phases coming. The scene changed back to the people being hogtied and thrown into the back of cattle trucks and hauled off. The people inside were yelling and screaming at the, at the handlers. The handlers were all well armed. They used electric shock like cattle prods to shock the people to back up. So if you say, well, I don't have time to fast, I don't have time to pray, well, do you have time to get hogtied, tossed in the back of a cattle truck and hit with a cattle prod? I believe we can fast. I believe we can pray. I believe we better. We don't have a choice. We have to. We're about to lose our nation. The scene changed again to the medical laboratory. Professors wearing white lab coats and face shields were watching large glass tube size, the size of a hot, hot tub filled with this red substance that appeared to be blood. It was thick and had light laser shining into it, churned as if it was boiling. It slightly changed with a bright, dark blood appearance. There were four people strapped into the beds, down by their necks, chest, hips, feet, and hands. That's down good. They had no fear. They were obviously sick, inflamed, and dying. One of the lab people dipped a pitcher into the vat of blood-looking stuff, poured it into four smaller cups, and began to put a few drops on the poor person's forehead. Each person started moving, moaning a bit, were asked how they felt. One lady said she felt fine leaving her hip, uh, feel pain leaving her hip, hip, and began to laugh. She suddenly started convulsing and screaming and died as her heart monitor was beeping furiously. The caretaker made notes on a chart and did not seem one bit alarmed at her death. Now, let me jump in here. What we're looking at 
is a time when people, especially Christians, are treated worse than cattle. They're experiments. Do you think this is coming? Or do you think this is already in progress? I think they're already been. As a matter of fact, truth be known, this sort of stuff been going on for years. The next two men were young and shaking nervously. One said he was feeling heat in his chest and the younger in his spirit. Suddenly his mind snapped and seemed to have a stroke and stopped moving. The caretaker took notes and covered the young man's face with a sheet. By now the third young man was shaking so uncontrollably he was shaking the bed. He was going in and out of consciousness. The caretaker uh, had taken him to a secondary observation room as they seemed to have had some successes there. The last young lady begged them not to do anything more to her. The caretaker gave her a shot. She died quickly. The screen went blank. The man I see so often, meaning the angel that comes to him, said, I take it you're the specialist. He said, yes, you're right, and I'll explain what you've seen if you want me to. He said, please. He said, what you're seeing, now look carefully, look carefully, is a present future. He didn't say a guaranteed future. He didn't say it's a prophecy. He didn't even say it's coming. He said, what you're seeing is the present future, meaning we're on the road, We're heading to the road that has nails and screws in it. And the coming conservative purge. He's saying it's coming. The scriptures say it's coming. It's going to arrive. But I do believe that we can soften and delay with fasting and prayers. The Antichrist spirit is here, and yet they begin to make purchase to deceive the world with healing blood that will mock the blood of Christ. This blood is not my blood and will never heal or forgive or restore. But they must make it appear to have power, even if it is empty. Yet, many will claim and empty their will to declare its worthless virtue. You must stay braced. Now listen. Every believer is about to have their bracing revealed. Leslie had a dream, two dreams as a matter of fact, that are one message, and I will probably be giving that message tomorrow. We will see. But I will be giving it. And that's what it says. It says that the world is about to get a big test. But again, more when I get there. Every believer is about to have their bracing revealed and the foundation uncovered. As the specialist, I warn you to take salve for your eyes, take coating for your life with wine and stay fully sober as the day has arrived for the testing of your life. In other words, stay away from wine representing sin. He's basically saying, get the sin out of our lives, my brothers and sisters. Any sin, any little sin, even the secret sins. Now, Revelation 15.2 says there's four things we must avoid. We must avoid the beast, his image, his mark, and the number of his name. We, two things we must not worship, and that is the beast, his image, his mark, or the number of his name. Now, if you're not familiar with it, this is what the mark of the beast will look like, something very similar to that, and this is what the number of his name will look like. It's a nested 666. There's the verses, which I'll skip today, that are talking about the conservative verse, uh, the conservative purge in the scriptures. He then touched my forehead, leaving an ashen mark with his fingerprint in it. Then he reached into his left pocket with his right hand and took out a small white cloth and wiped it off. I'm marking those who are mine, and I will walk beside them in the fire. Now remember that word fire. Even though some of you here in this country will meet me soon on the other side. What's he saying? Some of you will meet in this country will meet me soon on the other side. What is he saying? Some of you here in this country, America, will meet me soon on the other side. Is he not saying that there's a whole bunch of Americans about to die? 
Now, is that from a tsunami? Is that from an earthquake? Is that from a series of suitcase nukes going off? Is that from some giant wildfire or some big storm? I don't know. He hadn't told us. But what he is saying is, get ready. How do I say this? It's like the old saying, prepare to meet thy God. Make certain that we are braced. Make certain that we are clean. That's what he basically just said. He said, brothers and sisters, get your life clean because some of you are about, oh, and as a confirmation, look, the very next words were, be faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. If you put this, some of you on this country will meet me soon on the other side with this, be faithful unto death and I'll give you a crown of life. You put those two together, he just saying there's a bunch of Americans about to die. You put that together, there's a bunch of Americans about to die. You put that together, there's about a, a, bunch, of, a bunch of Americans about to die. Further confirmation, June 30, 2020. This is my summarized version. A vision given to Charles Turner. I saw people robbing each other and breaking into each other's homes, stealing things from cars on the street. People were stealing food and taking things from each other by force and willing to die for it. I said, well, what's going on? From above me, I heard a voice speak and say the word bloodshed. I was shown more people shooting each other. Everyone was carrying guns in the street. Everyone was carrying guns in the street. Now, let me just give you a disclaimer. I'm not suggesting you start toting a weapon, and I'm certainly not suggesting that you aim it or fire it at anybody. As a matter of fact, you and I, we're not trying to kill people. We're trying to win souls. We're, we're soul winners. We don't want to hurt people. We're soul winners. Everyone was carrying guns in the street. There were no police anywhere. Guess what? I've got other prophecies from other people saying the same thing. I'm about to read one of them. No police anywhere to police this issue or to bring order. It was complete chaos. I awoke. Here's another one. May 27, 2016, in my prayer closet, I'm praying. I said, Lord, you know, I love you giving us all these prophetic warnings and everything, but they're kind of like a bug's eye view. I'd like for you to give me a, an overview, kind of a bird's eye view. Well, the next morning, Pastor Massey called me. He says, I had a dream last night, but I don't understand it. I said, tell me the dream. Well, it was an answer because I'd said, Lord, would you give Pastor Massey or Leslie a dream that is an overview of between now and the tribulation starting? Or excuse me, say, but between now and your turns. Well, that, that was my request. He answered it. Here it is. May 28, 2016. He said, first time it was good times. We were plowing. I saw very nice things happening, good things, you know, like seven years of plenty. The next thing, Christians were feeding others. We came home. Someone dropped off two children at my house, and one girl thought that we were the best people to take care of these people. They were scared that they would not have any food, and there was no food where they were living. Third scene, have a gun to survive. I was sitting there, and someone came to my house to hurt these children. They said, let me talk to you. I said, well, before you talk to me, let, my, let me get my gun because I don't want to talk to you without my gun. So I got my gun, loaded up three cartridges, and talked to them, meaning... One of these days are going to be a society breakdown, and it's saying that it'll come to the point where if we're safe, it will be us and the Lord keeping us safe. Fourth scene, American Christian refugees. Isn't that what we're talking about today? There was a main road by my house, and I saw like a herd of people, like a herd of people walking down this road. So many people, like they were a herd of cows, or like a herd of sheep walking down there. They, they were close together like sardines. I saw fourth or fifth scene, last scene, 
Then I saw that they had begun to get chopped up, you know, like chopped up like a, only a few of them, like maybe one out of or two spared out of a thousand. I saw a chopper, like some kind of a chopping machine, chopping and chopping, chopping some of them and have some chopping off their heads. I thought, whoa, this must be the end time. And only a few were spared, and we went into hiding. We're talking about the conservative purge here today, my brothers and sisters. And apparently, it's about to arrive. So what do we do? There's a spiritual preparation, and there's a physical preparation. But I don't feel led to talk about the physical preparation. Not today. I want to talk to you about the spiritual preparation. The main thing is, ask the Holy Spirit to show you if there's anything in your life that's displeasing. Is there any little secret thing? Part of what Leslie said in her prophecy, her, her two dreams she had, that are one message, all of the little secret sins. She says, make certain your bedroom is clean. Make, th- make sure every area of your life is clean. Men got to stop the porn, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, you got to be clean. Be clean so he can provide protection and provision. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much, he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com, where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Forty books, $800 value for $100. Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy is a deep dive into Bible prophecy. Miss the Mark is the book you give to people that you never want to take the mark of the beast. God's Warnings to America's 101 Modern Prophecies, everything from Dimitri Dudeman to rest of the most popular, the most credible prophets out there. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel is the book that you read to understand as a tribulation saint what you need to know. And then How Pre-Trib 1 You'll settle your question about the rapture. Now, you can get all five of these in a giant package. We offer them in shrink wrap sets. Shrink wrap sets of 10 for the Understand Bible Prophecy. Miss the Mark is in shrink wrap sets of 10. God's Warning is shrink wrap sets of 10. Daniel is five. How Pre-Trib 1 is five. So it's a total of 40 books. Valued at $800, all for a gift of just $100 at prophecyclub.com. The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card, and it helps your Prophecy Club. These days, emergency food is mostly sold out, but HeavensHarvest.com has all sorts of emergency supplies and food in stock. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables, I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN at heavensharvest.com. Promo code STAN. The Watchman Package. Get two two-foot-by-three-foot color-updated charts, my handwritten book of the Book of Revelation, five DVDs where I taught the school of the Watchman, and five secret door books to understand Bible prophecy valued at $355, all for a gift of just 
$200 at prophecyclub.com. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.